Welcome into Lockdown Blackhawks. Today is Thursday, July 16th, 2020. I am your host, Jack Bushman, tuning in for the 171st episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. As always, be sure to subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcasts, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, etc., and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day, so please make sure to go do that. Also, be sure to follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page, which can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, as some good stuff will be posted there daily as well. Alright, to kick off the show today, I want to talk about a major announcement that came from the NHL on Wednesday morning, which was Blackhawks rookie Dominic Kubelik being named one of three finalists for the 2019-20 Calder Trophy for NHL's top rookie, along with Colorado Avalanche defenseman Kale McCarr and Vancouver Canucks defenseman Quinn Hughes. And while Kubelik surely isn't going to win the award, with McCarr and Hughes being the neck-and-neck frontrunners after tremendous seasons, that shouldn't take away from Kubelik's stellar first NHL campaign by any means. I don't think anyone expected Kubelik to lead all rookies with 30 goals this season, especially the Los Angeles Kings, who are surely kicking themselves at the moment for swapping the young check forward for a mere fifth-round pick about 18 months ago. That's a move that Stan Bowman doesn't get enough credit for, honestly, as Kubelik turned out to be another tremendous European find here for the Blackhawks, and let's just hope Bowman doesn't screw this one up in the offseason, quick knock on wood there. So, to quickly just talk about how impressive Kubelik was this season for the Blackhawks, he actually led the team with 26 goals at even strength, which was the 8th most in the entire league as well. There have also only been 3 rookies in the last 20 years to score more than 26 goals at even strength, with those 3 players being Austin Matthews, Alex Ovechkin, and Patrick Laine, so quite the elite company there for Kubelik. But the 24-year-old rookie's season is even more impressive when you consider that he was this productive while averaging just 14 minutes and 22 seconds of time on ice per game. To put that into perspective, only Boston's David Pasternak, Washington's Alex Ovechkin, New York's Mika Zibanejad, and Toronto's Austin Matthews finished with more goals scored for 60 minutes than Kubelik. Pretty, Pretty impressive stuff there from a rookie. Looking at the other two players up for the Calder Trophy, and both McCarr and Hughes averaged over 21 minutes per game for their respected teams, so nearly 7 more minutes per game than Kubelik. Nothing nothing for the kid to be ashamed of. He was tremendous for the Blackhawks this season, and really helped out in the secondary scoring department, while Alex DeBrinkett and Dylan Strom each kind of struggled to produce, quite frankly. Okay, I think that covers everything on Dobnik Kubelik being up for the Calder Trophy, Now let's move on to all of the news out of day three of the Blackhawks training camp, where we finally saw the team break in two for a 25-minute scrimmage at Fifth Third Arena. Before the scrimmage took place, though, the Hawks did practice for a little bit and also went through some drills, where they used the same forward lines as they have all week, with Dabrinkit, Taze, and Saad up top, Nylander, Strom, and Kane on the second line, Kubalik, Dak, and Kajula on the third line, and then Carpenter, Kampf, and Highmore to round it out as the fourth line. The defensive pairings were mixed up a little bit, with Calvin DeHaan absent once again due to a family emergency with no concrete timetable, according to Coach Jeremy Colleton. So we saw Keith and Boquist once again paired paired together up top, which shouldn't be a surprise by any means at this point. 
But what did surprise me was to see 2018 first-round pick Nicholas Bodan paired with Connor Murphy on Wednesday, while Olimata was back skating on the third defensive pairing with his partner Slater Cuckoo. We also saw Lucas Carlson and Brent Seabrook skate together on the fourth defensive pairing for the third consecutive day now, so... We continue to see Siebes kind of on the outside looking in, or so it appears at least, and this will definitely be an interesting development to watch closely over the next couple of weeks as Siebes continues to get more and more practice reps and gets more comfortable with getting up to game speed. Also, the Hawks, as expected, were without netminder Corey Crawford for the third consecutive day, and things didn't sound all that positive surrounding his situation on Wednesday. We heard rookie forward Alex Nylander call this whole thing a huge opportunity for Malcolm Subban, which may have been a bit of a rookie mistake, possibly indicating that Crawford might not be back with the team anytime soon. We also heard Subban himself call this an opportunity of a lifetime, so again, nothing positive or reassuring at all that Crawford actually will be back in net for Game 1 of the Best of 5 series come August 1st. Alright, before I break down the Blackhawks' small inter-squad scrimmage that took place on Wednesday, I need to talk about rockauto.com, the best place to shop for all your auto and body needs. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, visit rockauto.com and tell them the Lockdown Podcast Network sent you. That's rockauto.com for an amazing selection and reliably low prices. Listen, we've all had our share of car problems in the past. How much easier is it when you have an auto and body shop that you can rely on? Well, rockauto.com has your back for all the car parts you'll ever need in any situation. One more time, check out rockauto.com for reliably low prices and an amazing selection, and make sure to let them know the Lockdown Podcast Network sent you. rockauto.com, an auto and body shop that you can trust for reliably low prices. This is the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for listening today. I am your host, Jack Bushman. Be sure to check out my personal Twitter page, at JackBushman2, and my Blackhawks Twitter page, at Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. Also, be sure to subscribe and follow Lockdown Blackhawks for free wherever you listen to your podcast, and also on Twitter, to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. So we just wrapped up talking about the Blackhawks, rolling with a bit of a different look on defense with Calvin DeHaan, currently absent due to a family emergency. Now let's move on to the 25-minute team scrimmage that took place on Wednesday, with the Blackhawks being split into Team Red and Team Black, with the first and fourth lines being on Team Red, and the second and third lines being on Team Black. Duncan Keith and Adam Boquist also joined Team Black, while Murphy and Bodan were on Team Red, along with Slater Cuckoo and Oli Mata. So, Team Black wound up defeating Team Red by a score of 3-0, with Dylan Strom scoring a pair of goals on a couple of nice snipes past Matt Tompkins, while Drake Kajula added the insurance goal to secure the victory. Overall, it was just nice to see the guys back at full speed on the ice competing once again, And I'm not really going to read into anyone's performance too much because 
This was literally their first game-type experience together in, what, four months or something like that? So, no need to judge anyone based on their performance too much, but certainly nice to see Stromer find the back of the net twice after we know how badly he struggled down the stretch there for the Hawks before the COVID-19 break. Now, right when the Blackhawks' third day of training camp was wrapping up, we received some really good news via the athletic Scott Powers, which was that top defensive prospect Ian Mitchell finally signed his entry-level contract with the Blackhawks, with the team making the wise decision not to burn one of his years by allowing him to practice with the team throughout this postseason, as that just would not be worth burning a year by any means since Mitchell is not eligible to play, and also considering that the Hawks' playoff run could be like five days long or so if Crawford isn't back with the team. So, looking at the expected details of Mitchell's contract, and the deal is reportedly for three years, officially kicking in at the beginning of next season, with a cap hit of $925,000 and an AAV north of $1.7 million. You have to think the Blackhawks would like to have Mitchell on their opening night roster come December 1st, but it certainly will all be interesting to see how this offseason plays out with all of the defensemen that are trying to come up in the system. You can essentially chalk up Keith, Boquist, Dahan, Murphy, and Seabrook being part of the NHL roster next season, in my opinion at least. I could see the team buying out Ole Mata this offseason just to save a few bucks, and then I could sadly also see Slater Cuckoo just becoming replaceable although he is an RFA, so the Hawks could bring him back if they want to for the next season. Still, as I just mentioned a moment ago, there are a handful of defensemen like Mitchell, Bodan, Chad Chris, Alec Regula, and Lucas Carlson, just to name a few, that are looking to make the full-time jump to the NHL sometime soon, so at some point, something is going to have to give on the back end for the Blackhawks to make room for all of these kids. Alright, so certainly exciting to know that we can finally stop mindlessly pondering about when Ian Mitchell will sign his contract with the Blackhawks, as that wait is finally over. Super pumped to see the now former Denver Pioneers captain in action with the Blackhawks next season. Okay, now it's time to move on to our daily segment here on the podcast, which is regular season recap, where I give a brief recap of one of the Blackhawks' 2019-20 regular seasons, just as a refresher on how they did this year before the potential best-of-five playing series against the Edmonton Oilers. Jack Bushman, your host of the Locked On Blackhawks podcast. You can reach me on Twitter at JackBushman2 or at Talkin' Hockey, or you can also email the Locked On Blackhawks email, which is LockedOnBlackhawks at gmail.com for any questions regarding the show, myself, or simply just life in general. So we've already talked about Dominic Kubalik being up for the Calder Trophy and all of the latest news out of day three of the Blackhawks training camp. Now it's time for our daily regular season recap segment here on the show, this time featuring 29-year-old forward Ryan Carpenter. 
So, Carpenter signed a team-friendly three-year, $3 million contract with the Blackhawks last summer in free agency after spending the previous two seasons with the Vegas Golden Knights, playing an integral part of their success on the third and fourth lines. Now, Carpenter is not a guy that is ever going to light up the stat sheet, but he plays his role well on the penalty kill, and he can also really help out by being able to play both the wing and center positions. After finishing with 5 goals and 13 assists for 18 points while averaging 12.5 minutes of time on ice per season, uh, last season with Vegas, sorry, Carpenter joined the Blackhawks this year and immediately filled the role that they had been missing since the old Marcus Kruger in 2015. Not the second Marcus Kruger that got sent back to us, I don't really know who that guy was at all. So, Carpenter played in 69 of the Hawks' 70 games this season, tallying only 3 goals and 12 assists for 15 points, with a career-low 3.8 shooting percentage. While he did rack up career highs in penalty minutes with 28, and time on ice at 14 minutes and 4 seconds per game. So, kind of a roller coaster season that was a little all over the place for the Oviedo, Florida native. We did see Carpenter play mostly as a center for the first time in his career, at least in the first half of the season, which was a bit of a tough transition for him, as he had only been a part-time center in the past with the Golden Knights and the Sharks. This resulted in Carpenter's face-off win percentage taking a significant drop down to 43.1% this season, with his previous career low coming as a rookie in 2016-17 at 45.3%. Now, Carpenter did take over 600 face-offs this year when he had never taken over 400 in a single season in the past, so I think the Blackhawks now know where he stands position-wise going forward. He can play center when they need him to, but he's definitely just more of a wing first, which is still a nice luxury for the Hawks to have on the fourth line next to David Kampf. Taking a quick look at Carpenter's possession numbers this season, and unfortunately, they were some of the worst of his career, as he posted a career-low 47.1 Corsi percentage, and he was on the ice for 24 goals for to 33 against at even strength. Carpenter did play with guys like Kampf and Highmore, and also a large rotation of Rockford IceHogs players for most of the season, so I will give him a bit of a break here, as it's not easy to cook up any sort of offense with those guys skating next to you. Although, Carpenter did have stretches this season where he was randomly one of the most noticeable players in the Blackhawks lineup, so I think if the Hawks can get the right depth pieces around him up front, then he can really thrive in a bottom six role, much like he did with the 2018 Western Conference champion Vegas Golden Knights. If the Blackhawks' best of five playing series against the Edmonton Oilers does actually take place starting on August 1st, then look for Carpenter to skate on the team's fourth line, along with David Kampf and Matthew Highmore, which is right where he has been skating in each of the first three days of training camp since opening up on Monday afternoon. Alright, so I think that is going to wrap up Ryan Carpenter's regular season recap, and also Thursday, July 16th's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and as always, make sure to give the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page a follow at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, and also be sure to subscribe and follow the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, ask your smart device to play the Lockdown NHL podcast for all the latest news about the potential return of hockey in the next couple of weeks. Thank you again for tuning into today's episode. I am your host, Jack Bushman. 
You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or my Blackhawks account, at TalkinHockey. Or for any questions at all regarding anything related to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, you could always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com or call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day, and thank you again for listening.